You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens. Greg, I'm actually, I don't have it on right now because we're down here in the press conference room where we recorded uh, this week's episode, but I did bring my ring with me to the office this Uh week, and I'm got some friends from out of town that are coming to the game tonight as we're sitting here taping and uh so figured i'd wear it and uh, show it off a little bit and maybe if i show them that that'll encourage them to go over to jostens.com slash braves to check out some of the world series ring merch i don't know if you saw this the other day i saw the la rams uh release their super bowl ring and the top comes off and i'm like hmm wonder where they got that idea from <laughs> hmm. it, it was completely nice and all. off like you can bang it a pendant yeah and okay. it, it looked okay and whatever but i gotta tell you jostens they they just they're, they're gonna everybody else is gonna have a hard time topping the braves world series ring and that's why you should go to jostens.com slash braves and get some of that world series ring inspired merch mm-hmm. good looking stuff well as jostens told us they said uh, why would you want it to come off yeah because you're gonna lose it. exactly you're gonna lose it i know i would <laughs> yeah, right. exactly well as, as always our thanks to jostens for uh, being the presenting sponsor of behind the braves this has been a fun partnership that we're looking to take all the way through the season greg we have had in the past we've had snit on a couple of times we've had wash we've had ey we at some point we've got to get every member of this coaching mm-hmm. staff and i'm very very glad that we've finally got uh, Walt Weiss on the show. I guess an old teammate of yours, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. With the Braves. And he's the bench coach for the Braves. And he's, I guess for lack of a better term, he's kind of Snit's right-hand man out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I mean, they're they're really Snit's the, the man in charge. But I, as, and as you're going to hear from when Walt's describing what his duties are on a daily basis, it's he and Snit are working together every day. Sure. All throughout the season. What it tell you, if you just, if you've never, like if you're a little bit younger and you only know Walt as the, the coach from the Braves, maybe you didn't see him play you know what it's simple go to google google walt's career look at bring his stats up on baseball reference mm-hmm. or just read a little bit about his career well we use the term lifer in baseball right i think he's the definition of that right i mean he's been in pro baseball since the the 80s it's been his life he's been a manager and now he's our coach and really really fun conversation with him and uh, how many years did you get to play with him a few years right a couple uh, years, just, couple years. just a couple but we played against each other for a while okay. so he was with florida and then colorado okay and so we we uh we battled it out because he and EY were teammates in Colorado. Okay. So Walt was shortstop, EY was second base. I didn't even so, think to look up the stats of yeah, Greg and Michael so, versus Walt Weiss. Yeah, so his have. first year was was the um, very first year for the Florida Marlins, the franchise in 1993, where they um, uh, we, we played against each other. And then, then it was Colorado for about four years with him. And then we ended up playing together in, um, in 2000. Okay. So, um, yeah, Walt's good people and, you know, unbelievable baseball guy because he played on some unbelievable teams. He played either played or coached in six World Series and uh, won one with Oakland and then just won this one with us with the Braves. But rookie of the year, all-star. He was a manager for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he's been a special assistant. He's been the bench coach. So he's done a number of jobs. And yes, I think you would call him a lifer, but he's just, he's just what we call good people, right? He, yep. He's a guy that you want. He's quiet, but yet he's a, he's a glue guy. You know, he's there. He wants to see people do well. 
He doesn't have a big ego. He's not, you know, it's not all about him. He's not trying to get out in the limelight. He's just back there trying to do his job, help people be successful. That's what I love about him. Uh, he's not any different than when I knew him 25 years ago, you know, and um, he's just, uh, he's a quality guy. That's really a big part of winning a championship, especially now that we've the team won the championship last year and now we're a little bit rem- not removed from it but some time has passed and it's like what is my perspective on it when I think back on it now and then I start relating that to what I do in my team in the front office and everything <laughs> and it organizationally I think it's the same front office baseball ops what we do in marketing on the field it starts at the top and if you're the people at the top a are on the on searching or hiring the right people and then trusting those people mm-hmm. to do their jobs, then I think everybody will see success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you see with the team on the field. And I think that's a, a direct direct result of, uh, well, obviously their talent and their, their baseball ability, but also the, the, the front office that assembled the team but then the coaching staff. Sure. Look, I've not sat here and written out or looked at a detailed analysis of every, all 30 major league teams' coaching staffs, but I can't believe there's a better one on the other 29 teams than we've got here in Atlanta. Oh, no. We are extremely lucky to have the staff that we have. You are you are talking about, well, just one of the great books called Good to Great, where uh, the guy talks about how do businesses go from being a good business to a great business, and um, you got to get the right people on the bus, right? So you got to pu- push this flywheel. Everybody's got to be pushing it. And then at some point it gains its own momentum. But you definitely, you have somebody who's in charge who, who can identify who the right people are. Then you got to get them on board. And then, and then when you do that, you see the results that you envision because they're all going in the right direction. The worst thing you can have is, you know, infighting and all these yep. different things, people wanting, wanting the credit. And I think that's what I love about this coaching staff is that they're not looking for the credit. I mean, they're just looking for the team to win. That's the credit that they want. And you know what? It was very similar to the coaching staffs that that, uh, that I got to play for. And, you know, Snit's out of the same mold. You know, Bobby was that way. Bobby didn't want to be in the spotlight. He just wanted to do his job. He wanted to let the players shine and, and do their job. So Walt fits that mold. And, you know, he talks about just you know his perspective on why this organization's so good and why this team's you know been been so successful absolutely well this was a really really fun conversation with walt weiss and let's get into it right now here he is braves bench coach walt weiss well hey uh walt uh, thanks for joining us today on behind the braves uh it's a pleasure i know we've had you on our list for a while to talk to we see you down there in the dugout all the time and um we know what what kind of work you put in but uh especially in light of the all-star game that just happened uh the world series that you know winning the world series and then now alumni weekends coming up so uh you you checked the box in multiple levels for us and we were looking forward to speaking with you and man i i I think back about your career and I didn't realize but I was graduating high school the year you got drafted 1985 but uh, the teams that you were on those those uh, late 80 Oakland teams were phenomenal and of course who will ever forget the 1988 um, World Series there I know what did 89 was great for you guys 88 wasn't but when I think about that 88 team I'm sitting down at Hooters and I've just been an extended I was not an extended spring I was in um, uh, what do you do after the season destructionally right so 
I'm in, in Destructional <laughs> League, and I'm there. It's my first foray into pro ball. I just finished, um, you know, A ball, and I'd just been drafted. And, and so we're watching it, and I'm just, I'm, what a great series. I'm watching Hershiser just mow guys down at the end of the season, and then what a great series that was. What do you remember most about those late 80s teams? Yeah. Because obviously being rookie of the year and, and um, doing some things that you did, you had a you had a great opportunity to play with some great players. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing up the Kirk Gibson thing again. <laughs> That's been haunting me. We all have that. We That's all been have haunting that. me for, for decades. No, nobody else has brought that up. I still, I, I still, right, yeah. I still wake up with cold sweats in the yeah, middle of the night over that one. But uh, no, those late 80s teams, uh, man, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. It was, what a way to break into the big leagues. Um, three World Series in a row, my first three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, you know, one, one, of the, one of the best teams in, in, in the game at the time. A lot of characters. Studs. Uh, but it, you know what? It was a really hard-nosed group. I know uh, Ricky Henderson and, and, and Jose Canseco got – they grabbed most of the headlines, and they had a – you know, they had some flash to their game. But I got to tell you, you know, most of that group was a blue-collar group. You oh, know, yeah. we're Carney about Lansford. Carney Lansford and Terry Steinbach mm. and McGuire and Gallego, Tony Phillips, uh, you know, on the mound, Dave Stewart and Bob Welch, Eckersley. I mean, these guys – what a way for a young kid – Mm. Uh, to break in and learn the game. Mm. Um, you know, it was sink or swim for me because it was a very veteran team and I was a rookie at short. Um, and I had to learn on the job fast and and the bar was was high. So, you know, it, it I think it accelerated, you know, my development um, at the big league level of uh, being around guys like that and being around mm. a manager like, like Tony Russa. Well, and I, I, I feel a lot of what you're saying because – my, I was the only rookie on the team in 1993 with the Braves. I think you were with the Marlins at that time. And there's something about being with that kind of a group, how they kind of all take you under their wing. And I think about Dave Henderson, too. I mean, he was one guy that, um, I mean, they just flat out every position. But that, I guess it could be a sink or swim, but I just felt like that it was more of – uh, it, it was positive for me, even though you could feel a lot of pressure kind of coming in, pitching behind Smoltz and Maddox every night, and then you're having to play shortstop when Dave Henderson. I mean, when uh, you know those guys are expecting you to turn a double play ball and in a very tough position, shortstop in the in the big leagues. So uh, just I look back at that, and, and the reason why I bring that up is when I think about all the World Series that you were in, you know, and and that you won one World Series as a player, you won one as a coach, right? Yeah. And it's just not that easy, right? Uh-huh, yeah. I, I was there on those teams, right? 91, 92, 93. I mean, we went through the whole 14, you know, straight division yeah. titles. We won one. And then you were on unbelievable teams and you won one. It's just not that easy. And just talk about that as it relates to that. And then also what you saw from, from our current team right. here last year. Yeah, you're exactly right, Mac. It's so difficult to to win it all to be the last team standing at this level at any level to win a championship but at, at, at in professional sports to win a to win a championship I tell people it's it's it's, it's almost impossible that's how hard it is <laughs> you know and um you know I've, I've I've been fortunate man I've been I've been in six world series you know four four as a player two as a coach because uh, I, I was special special assistant to the GM slash extra coach when the Rockies were there in 07 mm-hmm. so that was that was my other one but now I I've won two, two of the six, but 
everything. I mean, you you have to do everything well. Uh, any any weakness that that you have gets exposed that late late in the season, and everyone has to be playing well, you know, in, in all aspects. And and uh, you know, you brought up uh, our 21 team. We we did that, you know. And I, I think people people look at that 21 Braves team and say, oh man, an 88 win team shouldn't have won the World <laughs> Series. But you know, we were a different team the last couple months of the, of the season. We were we were one of the best teams in the game. I think I want to say third best record overall in all in all of baseball the last couple months it was a very different team you know obviously the trade deadline acquisitions but at the same time we got healthy it was like a perfect storm you know and 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 our, and then our and our, at the same time, our bullpen went to another level. So all those things happened at the same time. And, you know, uh, the byproduct was a world championship. But uh, I, I, I think uh, I have I had more perspective, better perspective. We're older, right, Mac? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, I, better perspective and I think a better even appreciation uh, this time around. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been a while since I won as a player. It was 89, you know, the earthquake series when we won. It had been a long time. But I... I, I I felt like I appreciated it more this time, even though I wasn't on the field performing. You just have you just have better perspective, uh, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully we're wiser as we get older. <laughs> and, and as a player, you're you're so caught up in the moment, you're so caught up in in performing that I don't think you can. You, you have tunnel vision, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think you can. Maybe uh, you have the uh, the awareness that you do uh, from a coaching aspect, and and like I said, with experience under your belt. So I came away from this one going, man, I can't believe how hard that was. Number one. And I can't believe how rewarding it was. I think I've heard Snit and Wash and EY and all of you guys at one point or another in interviews allude to the coaching staff uh, that you guys have and how how strong and tight-knit you guys are. Having been a manager and have been a coach for a number of years now, you talk about how hard it is to win a World Series. How hard is it to develop a bond among a coaching staff where everybody is truly pulling in the same direction? Because we know on the surface of things of every team, that's how it's supposed to go. But they're like anything else, business, there are people who you're supposed to be on a team. They could be pulling for themselves. It seems like you guys have that bond more. Everybody is working for the same goal. How hard is that to develop on a coaching staff? It is difficult. You know, I think people take that for granted. Um, we have a lot of like-minded guys in that room. That doesn't mean there's groupthink going on. We all bring different things to the table. But I think uh, there's a lot of wisdom in that coaching room for being in uniform for a number of years. You combine that with the information that's now available to us these days, with all the data that comes from upstairs. I think you know Alex Antopoulos has done an outstanding job being being the point man there that has has helped blend the wisdom that comes from experience in uniform and experience in the dugout combining that with the with, with the information to to really really hit that sweet spot i think that's you know one of the reasons for our success here the, the last uh, five years i certainly believe it was it was the reason why it was accelerated you know we weren't supposed to win a division in 18 mm-hmm. um, we, we were supposed to be a year or maybe two years away from something doing something like that but i do think the way we work together from top down i think really accelerated uh, the success of this club, and, and now it, it, we've been able to sustain it. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons. And and you know, um, Alex and Snit and and the guys that are in charge, they've done a great job of of blending all all those aspects mm-hmm. together. How how was it to experience the uh, the All Star Game as as a group yeah. out there? <laughs> well, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, leading up to the All Star break, you're looking you're, you're looking for four days off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that. Right. But I also knew that once I got out there 
it was going to be really cool, mm-hmm. and it was. And I would do it again. I would do it again every year. Um, that's how cool it was. And and you know, my my four boys uh, got to come out there. They're older now, but they got to be on the field with me in 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 the home run derby. And that you know that that gave me a lot of joy too. So to be around them and in, in in that environment, and uh, they they were taking pictures with all the big the the big boys, you know. And uh, <laughs> so a lot of great memories. But it was just really cool. You know, one one of the one of the things I really enjoyed about the couple of days there was you know I spent a lot of time at Snit's office. You know, we we game plan even for All Star game. We had we had to figure out how we were gonna <laughs> get everybody in the game and and and, and kind of map out the, the the game plan. Well, you know, he's he's in Dave Roberts' office because we're in L.A. and Dave Dave Roberts was there. You know, I'm, uh, helping us out. So and then as well as David Martinez from the Nationals. So the four of us spent a lot of time in that in that in Dave's office together just talking ball mm-hmm. and and it, you know not any particular topic it wasn't all about the all-star game it was just we were just it was just good ball talk and and I really enjoyed that the four of us kind of you know uh, just bouncing things off each other mm-hmm. uh, getting opinions you know that type of thing that that, that was really cool and and then uh, having some conversations with the players had you know Paul Goldschmidt I you know I, I always thought the world of him I you know mm-hmm. that was confirmed even more after having a conversation with him uh Kyle Schwarber had had a good conversation with him so those those little sidebars were really cool to get to know guys that you compete against and you know how we're wired Mac when guys are on our team we we automatically don't like them you know <laughs> if we right. don't know them we don't like them yeah. so so it, it, it was it was really cool to see the other side of those guys yeah it, it that sounds really special and one thing I've I've uh recognized is, is working with all the alumni over the years is that you can get together with a group of guys that you know you played a little bit of time with or maybe you didn't because there's a pretty big span of of alumni but you can just talk ball you know and it's kind of fun to pitchers and catchers and all that kind of stuff and you just you can go right back to that I don't care when it's been and it's cool that you you did that of course on a different level but you guys are all alumni too right and you all played so you have a a bunch of experiences and I think that you know you were an all-star and I'm sure your experience was totally different than (laughs) as an all-star as a player versus all-star as a coach so and it's and the one thing I do know that's consistent is that every alumni says that my kids didn't get to experience me as a a ball player, but as an alumni, they get to come back and be a part of what's going on here. And and so I kind of understand that a little bit, and it's always pretty special. Absolutely. Um, You know, uh, just that bond that, like Mm -hmm. you said, Mac, it it, it never goes away, especially if if you've won a championship together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's for life, man. I mean, and, and, and it could be 20 years later, but... Uh, it, it's like no time had passed oh, yeah. once you get back together. And that, that's that's it's one of those special things in life, right? Yeah, well, that 95 team, we have it. And we just, unfortunately, we just lost one of our teammates, Dwight Smith, yesterday morning uh, from that team. But you're right. Any of those guys, when we talk, it's just a different conversation because you know that you did something together that not many people have ever done. And then you there was a struggle to it. Mm-hmm. And then there was a result to that struggle. And Because there was plenty of teams that we've been on. I mean, I think about 99, you know, it was a tough one. I think about 96 for me. They were tough that you struggled, but then nothing happened from it, right? right. You, you got to go to the World Series, but you didn't win it, so you didn't reap the rewards for it. And even though you're kind of close with those guys, there's nothing like, you know, when you when you're when you win it all with the team 
it's a it, it's a lifelong connection. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So I know fans see you every every night. They're watching TV or they're here at the ballpark. They see you sitting right there with Snit. They see you on the field before the game. But I I, I bet a lot of them probably don't know what like what a day in the life of a major mm-hmm. league bench coach entails. So what is a as typical as a as a day in the professional sports can be? What does a yeah. typical day look like for you? Well, um, you know, there's a lot of paperwork involved, which is not not my <laughs> not my my strong suit. I had I had that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm developing on the job, you know, uh, with, with the organization and the, and, and the paperwork. You know, uh, the first thing when when uh, when Snick gets to the to the yard, you know, I go in there and we 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 hash out a lineup, you know, and we and we 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 go back and forth, you know, and and, and kind of go over all the what ifs, you know, uh, pinch hitting scenarios and that type of thing. So we try to construct the lineup in a way that you know gives us gives us uh, any advantage that we can get. Uh, like I said, I'm uh, I'm in charge of the daily schedule you know it's in spring training uh Salfasano and myself we team up and we we coordinate the entire spring training program which which is a handful you know we're we're, we're usually we're usually there to, uh we get there when it's dark and we leave when it's dark in spring training they're long days but good days um and then you know like I said a lot of a lot of organizing during the season um you know I I we, we, we have a meeting an hour before every game, myself, Snit, uh, Cranny, and Drew French, our bullpen coach, and we go, we, we go over, uh, again, scenarios with our bullpen that night. Who's available, who's down. Uh, we, we just bring up scenarios. Okay, sixth inning, one run lead. We're at this part of the order. Who are we going to? So all the moves that, that you see Snit making during, during the game with the bullpen, we've already talked about those, and, and we've already gone through them, and, and, and it's it's just playing out in front of our eyes, you know. Now sometimes, obviously, uh, it doesn't always go as planned, and you, you got to adjust on, on the fly. But for the most part, we we, we, we have a pretty good idea of how things are going to go, hmm. you know, whether you know we're ahead, behind, or we're tied. We, we have a pretty good idea how, how we're going to work that bullpen. I get a lot of information from upstairs, and I'll, I'll share that with Snit. You know, a big part of my job is trying to create favorable matchups for us. Hmm. So I'm looking for the matchups. You know, I'm looking for you know. Uh, our, our, our pinch hitter against their bullpen, uh, when to do that, you know, what time of the game, those types of things. And I'm, I'm always in snits here over, over the course of the game. We're, we're bouncing stuff back and forth uh, for a good part of nine innings, you know. So I work, I, I work very closely with snit. And, uh, and the, other, the other part of my job, like I said, is, is, is organizing the day uh, for the club. So do you get information from, like, Jason? Paré, so we've yeah, had Jason, him on the Jason Paré, Adam Sonneband, uh, and 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 uh, Doug Doug Walker, that team upstairs. They, they there's a lot of bright guys, um, mm-hmm. and they they do a really good job. And like I said, we work really well together. It's not that's not the case everywhere in the game. Where sure. There, where there's 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 a lot of turf wars, you know, between upstairs and downstairs. Uh, that that's fairly common in the game, and 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 egos and power trips are involved, and and there's none of that here. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, the, the beauty of Alex Anthopoulos is Alex has no ego. He has zero ego, and he loves baseball. He loves to talk baseball. He respects uh, the people around him. He, he talks to him respectfully. Uh, he values your opinion, and so it's real easy to talk to 
to Alex, and, and it, it's not always easy to talk to your GM. You know, a lot of times a GM walks around, everyone gets kind of stiff, you know, but it's the complete opposite with Alex, and I think a big part of it is, you know, he's, just, there's just no ego involved. Yeah. He doesn't have to win the conversation. You know, he, he doesn't have to always be right, and I think, again, that's what that's a big part of what makes this thing tick, you know, when, as it relates to all of us in there, the coaches upstairs. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful team. Well, that doesn't surprise me just because I know Snit, and I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you guys reflect his personality, even though you guys are all different, but the way, you know, and then we've had Alex on plenty of times and we know how Alex is. And so none of that surprised me, but it is amazing how Alex has put together a group of veteran guys who all played. And then you've got this highly, you know, uh, analytic group upstairs and how you guys have worked together to, to produce, you know, just favorable things, you know, on the field all the time. And, and I mean, you got to give them a lot of credit because there's some intangibles there that people don't know about. And it's like what you're just saying. It's maybe it's the personality of Alex and, and Snid and you guys and how you guys have all worked together that you can't, that's, that's an ingredient. That's just, like I said, it's like an intangible that, that makes it all work. I think so. And I think, I think there's a, there's a respect, you know, from the players, you know, toward the group, because, you know, most of us have had careers and we, we walked in their shoes. I think that's part of it. It's not, mm-hmm. not saying that you, you know, you, you, a player is not going to respect the guy that, that hasn't played. But I, I, I do think there's a, there's an, empathetic element to to that relationship that that helps you know for sure um and and so the the the, the respect goes both ways up and down the the chain of command mm-hmm. uh last question for me it's an easy one are y'all gonna do it again this <laughs> <laughs> million dollar question right, i always right. get a kick i always tell people why well, you know any regardless of the yeah. sport you know you're watching the super bowl you're watching the nba right. you know i said watch at some point after they they're celebrating here and they're doing their interviews someone's gonna ask can, right. can oh, you do it again you know, you know, it's it, you're always looking for more. But that's 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 the nature mm-hmm. of professional sports. Right. You know what? We got a good team. We got a good team again. Uh, we're going to be in the picture as we showed last year. You know, we were supposed to get swept in every in all three of the series postseason <laughs> series. You know, most of the prognosticators, we were supposed to get swept by Milwaukee, certainly by the Dodgers and then by the Astros. <laughs> and, and we end up winning it all. So like any, everyone says, anything can happen once you get there. But you got you got to You got to get a seat at the table and. You know, I'm, I'm confident we'll have a seat at that table, and uh, it's a bit, it's a pretty battle-tested group. We've been through a lot, you know, particularly last year, and 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 then again this year, we we've been through a lot, um, and now it's crazy. It just seems like overnight we went from the youthful team to like this, uh, you know, the, the this battle-scarred group that has that accomplished and experienced so much in the game and in, in, in such a short time. And but I think it's going to be uh, that that experience is going to be valuable uh, this year. Well, I think you, everybody can see that there's something different about this team. And I think it's because of what we've seen over these last four years, right? And it's the, the group that's coaching. It's the group that's in the front office. It's mm-hmm. it's coming back when everybody thought they were dead on the mat, right? And um, those are the little things that – I mean, I think about those Cardinal teams. They kept coming in. They came out of nowhere, and they end up, you know, where the Giant teams mm-hmm. where they were winning. They were on that string of wins. And, um, you know, I, I felt that – I think these guys are a professional group, right? They just 
they don't get too high, they don't get too low. They just come to every day to the game and they're ready to win. Yeah. And that's what it takes, right? Yeah, and, and, and winning winning's important to them. Now that sounds kind of generic, like of oh, you know, of course. Well, as we know, Mac, that's that's not the most important thing. That's true. You know, to at, at this level sometimes, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of other things uh, grabbing your attention and, and uh, you can get lost and, and your priority priorities can get out of whack. Mm. But uh, that that's another thing about this group. Winning is still really important to them and and that's a huge competitive advantage when you when you have a group Mm -hmm. uh that feels that way that's awesome well hey thanks for spending some time with us i know you got work to do so uh thanks for stopping by yeah anytime (laughs) i appreciate it man all right this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our thanks again to Braves bench coach Walt Weiss for joining us here on Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens. Really, really fun conversation. Looking forward to talk with him mm. again at some point. Truly and behind the Braves. Truly right? behind the Braves. That's right. That's right. <laughs> inside. Actually, inside edition. Actually, we're here in the press conference room. Like, I think this literally is behind the clubhouse. So we are both, we are physically behind the Braves right now. <laughs> That's right. This one. Well, as you mentioned, Walt is, of course, one of our great Braves alumni. And we've got coming up this weekend at the ballpark. One of my, I've said it before on our show, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year, Alumni Weekend. It's obviously one of your big events, and I know it's a huge undertaking uh, for you, but it's always, from the fans' perspective, it's such a fun weekend, so many cool things. What all have you got uh, planned this year? Oh, man. Well, this will be the first year that we, um, since COVID, that we're bringing back the Home Run Derby. Well, that's great. You know, we've had a Mm -hmm. couple years where we weren't able to do some of the things we wanted it's also the first year where we've incorporated the Hall of Fame induction. Oh, okay, cool. So before it was always separate, and we've all we've brought it together, and now we're going to do the presentation. Leo Mazzoni, Joe Torre, uh, Joe Adcock are going to be going in the Braves Hall of Fame. We're going to have the induction ceremony Saturday after the home run derby, right before the game. So that's the first time that's ever happened. So real excited about that. I mean, it's always a great time for me because kind of bringing all the kids back together, right? right? All the, the former teammates, you know. And, and the sad part of it is that we do have guys that that are no longer with us, right? So we have old teammates so it's kind of bittersweet you know we all enjoy get together but then we also know that there's guys that are no, no longer with us but still it's a special time because the families come and uh the, we get to interact with the fans with autographs we have an unbelievable parade which is which it rivals the one in cooperstown and um and then we do on-field introductions we have the home run derby and then we kick it off or then we finish it off with the hall of fame induction and then uh, we get to do a live podcast as well with um, some of the members that are here and uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun because yes it's a it's a big lift for the organization it's not just me because actually uh, game day entertainment Jeffrey and Scott they they um, kind of pull it all together and we, everybody volunteers so we got people driving carts we got people doing check-in people moving players from this autograph station to another so it's a full effort for the whole organization so I can't take credit for all of it um, I get the guys here make sure 
sure they're smiling, having a good time, right? <laughs> but but the whole organization they treat these guys um, unbelievably, and the families, and it's just a, it works. It's really fun, and 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 un, uh, I have plenty of organizations that contact me all the time, and they want to know how do you do that? We, how how can we start that? And I'm and I'm like, you know what? We have phenomenal al- alumni that live here that also travel in. And if you don't have good alumni, they're not. You're not going to have a good program. So yes, I, I kind of spearhead it. But if it wasn't for them, it wasn't for a great organization that wants it. And if it wasn't for great al- alumni that want to be a part of it, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, it's it's. <laughs> Again, I'll just say it again. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. The parade is always so much fun. It's awesome. I mean, you can't ask for a better parade route than right here in what we have <laughs> yeah, in the battery. Right. Battery I mean, it's, just, it's tailor-made for everybody, mm-hmm. both fans and participants alike. Uh, the Home Run Derby is a blast. I hope you can come out here and see it in person and meet some of the guys in person. If you can't, the Home Run Derby will be on Bally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, all the, the participants or the coaches at least will be mic'd up. I think it's BJ and Frenchie, if I'm not right. mistaken. Team BJ, the, Team Frenchie, and yeah. then, um, Steve Avery, Johnny Estrada, Andrew Jones, and Kelly Johnson. And then you'll have the pitchers, Moylan and Bird and Nick Green. And so those guys will all be um, – they'll all play a part. Uh, if uh, well, I'm not going to give any wagering advice, but it just let's just see hypothetically. <laughs> it's the say, old guys versus the young guys. Yeah, hypothetically. No, I'm not even. I'm throwing all that out. Oh, I'm okay. just saying, having watched Steve Avery do this once before, <laughs> I, that's who my money would okay. be on to win. Well, I know it's team based, but uh, whichever team he's on, that's that's who's, that's who's got my backing. That's old school. That's old right. School team. That's right. Okay. Well, cool. Well, that that's that's who I'm backing then. Well, our thanks again to Walt Weiss for joining us, and we hope you can come out and join us here for Alumni Week. And it's going to be a really, really great time at Truist Park. Honestly, at this point, and this is not just me saying this, I can I look online every day and see this. I, there's not a better baseball atmosphere in the big leagues on any given night than we've got at Truist Park. And that's going to be even on a better level for Alumni Weekend because it's just so many activations, so much fun, so many familiar faces coming home uh, to visit for the weekend. So come on out to the ballpark if you aren't planning on it already. And before we close out, just our condolences to the family of uh, Dwight Smith. I know that was uh, a sudden and shocking loss yesterday and the outpouring that at least me running social media uh it was it's it's sad but it was at least cool to see the number of fans and people who he touched in one way or another Mm -hmm. that were sending their condolences but also sharing how he uh, impacted them Mm. uh so that was great and and also i do want to for me i want to send a little personal uh my condolences to the family of Casey Motter. We mm, miss seeing Casey sure. every day in the uh, mm-hmm. the press box, and that's been a sad thing for all of us. But uh, we miss his voice, and I miss seeing him in the hallways. But uh, he will certainly not be forgotten. So, sure. All right. Well, thank you, as always, Greg. This has been fun. I kind of like this down here in this press conference room. I feel like my voice really <laughs> echoes off the walls very pleasantly back at me. It's better down here. <laughs> it's good down here. <laughs> the dulcet tones of Ricky Mast and Greg McMichael. All right. Well, thank you, as, uh, as always, to all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing Behind the Braves presented by Jostens. We very much appreciate it. For Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on Behind the Braves. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.